Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Yeah. Thanks for coming back. Episode two. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> it may feel like it's been a week for you guys, but actually it's been a, a day, day for us. Yeah. Because we've had to film one after the other yeah. because we've got exams coming up. That's a whole That's a whole other story for another yeah, episode. We'll save that for another episode. Ex- university exam season. Yeah, no thanks. No. But today in this episode, we're sort of going to help you feel more prepared, we hope, for walking into your first lecture. Yeah. Your freshers' week's done. Yeah. Your freshers' week's over. You've had the best time. You've taken all our advice. You've from been open-minded. And now it's time for the lectures and the work to begin. And I think this is when it really sinks in. Like, okay, wow, I'm at uni. Yeah. And this is the part where I had the most anxiety for, I think. Yeah. Because it's completely it's completely new. Yeah. For a lot of people, maybe not everyone, but you might have experienced clubbing before. So you've Going been out. in that environment, yeah. but probably not sat in a lecture hall. No. And been taught in this style and been graded in this way so this episode basically is a rundown of the prep before lectures what to do once you sort of get into the swing of it our do's and don'ts a little bit about grading a little bit about that first year and Mm -hmm. then a couple quick fire little hacks that we found have helped us yeah we've each picked one thing that we wish we knew our best piece of advice we could give you yeah and then, as usual, we're going to finish with some funny stories from you guys. Yeah, they were all really funny. Which we love hearing. We love sitting down and reading them. Yeah, please them. send so them thanks. in. Please, obviously, we can't choose all of them to talk about, but we do love reading them. So you know. thank you. And we didn't actually think we'd get any. So thanks, guys. Yeah, we're at really nice. away. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. So but keep yeah. them coming. We hope you enjoy this episode. We hope it helps. So yes, keep listening. Stay tuned. Okay, so preparation. Yeah, the prep before that first week of lectures that we think you need. <laughs> yeah, because you don't really get any preparation no. before you go. There's sort of nothing from the uni, you don't know what to bring really. No, no one really mentions when before you go to university actually about the work. That preparation is sort of lacking. Mm. And without sounding like a parent, you sort of, you are there to get a degree. 
And yeah. you are there to learn. I'm afraid it comes as a bit of a package deal. Yeah. Unfortunately, you do have to learn. You a do little pay bit. for it. It can, It's really daunting, like walking yeah. in and not knowing where to sit and like how to act, what to bring with you. Like you're not guaranteed in your accommodation to be with people from your course. Yeah. Which I think is also a funny thing. Like, I think I remember I was with people from like psychology, law, and I did geography. So. I was lucky enough to be put with someone mm. on geography, which was quite nice. Yeah, that was good. Because then we could walk together. Yeah. Because you don't also, that's another thing. It's quite hard straight away to know where to go, what building. And reading your timetable, I found that really hard. Yeah, because it's so different. Like You've not mm. seen anything like it before. You're in a brand new place. You getting to know, well, we were on a campus, getting to know, they are huge. Like mm. campuses are so big and with different building names and different places. Yeah. And it can take you a good 15 minutes to walk from one end to the other. It is it is hard, especially if you're walking around on your own trying to be like, ah, and you're worried you're going to be late. You're going to have to walk in in front of people and then you might not go. And we just don't want that to happen. Yeah. We want you to So definitely leave yourself enough time yeah. if you do get lost. Because even when I go without Ellie to lectures in our third year, I'm still texting ellie like what building is it or like no i'm scared (laughs) are you going if you're not going i'm not gonna go (laughs) like i can't remember what building it's in so you spend ages walking around trying to find the building so don't underestimate how long it can actually take you to sort of like get familiar with the campus yeah which is probably quite a good thing to do maybe before you go to your lecture try and walk to the building yeah or before you go to your lecture Mm mm-hmm have a look on the map because there is maps and stuff like you'll yeah. have it like online on whatever software website you you use at your university there will be a map online where you can have a look around mm. also a lot of universities funnily enough are on like well not funnily enough they're on like google maps and snap maps yeah and really snap good. maps are so useful yeah it has the names of the buildings and stuff yeah he just leads us on to group chats so you'll have yeah. group chats probably during even when you get your results they make group chats before you've even gone yeah yeah people make they'll make a group chat for law so make sure you're joining that and then again like we said in the last episode add people message someone and be like annoying yeah hey (laughs) do you want to walk to the lecture together yeah because they'll the chances are they won't have anyone to walk with so they'll love to walk with you as well it's like it's similar for when you first get your accommodation and people yeah like we said last time people put on like I'm in flat six, whatever. Yeah. And then you message them and be like, oh, I'm in that flat. Same thing with courses. So yeah. if you see someone put on any of these Facebook fresher groups or yeah. group chats, be like, oh, I'm in geography. Can I be added, please? Or I'm in law. Mm-hmm. Can I be added, please? And then you can kind of in the group sort of get chatting. If you then look on Facebook at who's in that group, you can then message one of them. And that can sort of take that anxiety away if yeah. you've kind of pre-arranged to meet somebody there or meet somebody before go for a coffee before the lectures start yeah kind of breaks up that sort of horrible feeling that you're going to go on your own you don't know where you're going you don't know anybody when you get there mm-hmm. well if you kind of actively try and meet the people or speak to some people on your course before you get there that can really help yeah so we would definitely say if you've already sort of familiarised yourself a little bit with the campus, so you know where the building is, yeah. you know who you're walking with, and therefore you know who you're sitting with, that instantly takes away the things that are giving you anxiety that you can control. You yeah. have control over these things. Also, like I said last time, you're brave behind a phone. Yeah. Like, whereas if you got there and you had to speak to someone in person, you might shy away, or it kind of also helps with that awkward sort of small talk beginning thing. Like a couple people who wrote in... Mm-hmm. Um, with a funny story sort of said that like small talk was really awkward well if you've sort of broken the ice over message before you actually go 
when you get there you probably won't have that sort of feeling and yeah it will make it that little bit easier to kind of actually properly get to know people and also without sounding weird you can give that instagram a little bit of a little bit of a stalk a little bit of love yeah go through <laughs> their instagram see what they're into see if you have anything in common so yeah. that you know when you first walk up to them you can be like hi and when you first start talking you be like oh i noticed you lived here or i noticed you went to this this event this event i was there yeah because it's also friends big festival season like yeah before you go to uni so if you if you went to like boomtown and they went to boomtown then you can be like oh i was there oh i was there and then you kind of yeah you know you can then get talking about that and people don't think it's weird i think for some reason your brain tells you that the people these people are all going to judge you yeah they're, they're not they're actually like we literally keep saying you've probably made that person feel so much better and they're probably so grateful that you've started talking because they want to speak to you. Yeah. Everybody wants to get to know everybody. Everybody wants to make friends. And I just think if you, you know, if you do get to know somebody that little bit before you get that lecture, it just makes it so much easier. Because realistically, when do you think that when you're walking into the lecture room, you're not walking in and being like, oh my God, look at her, look what she's yeah. wearing. Look how he's sitting. He's sitting by himself. Oh my God. Yeah. No, what you're, if you're not thinking that, no one else is. And it's also, it's not like you're walking in and everybody in that lecture room knows, the, knows each other. No. No one knows anybody. Yeah. Unless you're really sort of lucky and you went to school with someone on your course. But that's quite rare. That's yeah. like, a lot of people don't do that. So, yeah i think our biggest piece of advice for this would be just like get on those group chats mm-hmm. get on those facebook fresher events and just get if you see oh hi can someone make a group chat for maths make like, one add me add yeah. yeah or make them make put put yeah. on your um university they'll have a page sort of we have like an overheard yeah which is where people put stuff up so you join the groups and then put oh i'm in ge- i'm in geography i'm in law yeah does it i'm gonna make a group chat like to be added and i bet you will get so many likes yeah. to be added because everyone's in the same situation yeah so just remember if you're not walking into the lecture room judging everyone else no one's walking in judging you i can guarantee yeah. that everyone that walks through the doors is just thinking about themselves yeah that's the thing like everyone is quite like as humans we're just inherently selfish everyone's thinking about themselves <laughs> and how they look and what they're doing no one's looking at you so just put yourself out there mm. but having the comfort of knowing where the lecture is and knowing someone yeah not even knowing them but having spoke to someone yeah. to walk with is so comforting yeah but yeah so our next point is the first week of lectures they are introductions yeah they tend to be they're Ours not were. necessarily content they're not no. necessarily things you're going to be assigned on they're not or anything you're going to be examined on they're just kind of like a welcome welcome to your course sort of yeah. thing and they're very repetitive very boring quite dull and in hindsight we didn't need to go but go because yeah. you don't know until after you've been that maybe that was a waste of time but really if you've met someone if you've met one person or smiled at one person it's not a waste of time no because you're making the connections and you're getting yourself out there a bit yeah and i also think that if you don't really need to listen and don't really mm-hmm. need to take in the content it's a great opportunity to kind of get talking and get yeah. looking around and seeing familiar faces because i think i did this multiple times but i would like see a familiar face in the lecture room who i wouldn't even speak to and then on a night out you'd like run up to them and be like hey <laughs> well yeah when you've got a few drinks down you then you start recognizing yeah and people. then they're like hey and if you recognize these faces then you will get chatting to them on nights out and stuff so i think that first couple like days even though yeah. I think everyone will probably agree they're pretty dull and boring. The content is not essential, but also what I found helped because I get quite funny about 
my like organization i like to know when everything is yeah they do tell you like how you're going to be examined so if it's like 50 percent exam 100 yeah. percent exam and it's a good chance to get to know your lecturers yeah and because if they recognize your face then it's just like they like they just like it and you sort yeah. of just form a better bond with the lecturers as well and I can probably guarantee that the first introduction lectures will be the busiest lectures of the whole three years. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone goes to them because no one knows what they're going to be about and what you're yeah. going to do. So there'll be the chance where you can meet the most people. Yeah. And also, um, kind of similar to going to those introduction lectures, go to your introduction tutor group meetings. Yeah. Because that's how me and Kes met. Yeah. We met at our tutor group meeting and... I think it's I don't a good know chance. for every university, but I think universities have tutor groups. I'm not sure. We definitely did. So if you mm-hmm. do have one, then go. Yeah, and it's a good chance to be a bit more one-on-one and a bit more like personal with people. Yeah, because you well, you're can in a actually group have them. conversations. You're forced yeah. to talk. Yeah, like, we you... literally you sit next to each other on a table. But I mean, not every uni will have that, no. and it's fine if they don't. Also, don't think just because you're at university now and you're an adult and you're past that, that your tutor's not worth going to. Yeah. Because it really was, for us in particular. 100%. You don't know. I think that's the most important thing. You don't know who you're going to meet, when you're going to meet them and where you're going to meet them. So go to everything, talk to everyone. And uh, I think also really getting to know course mates is like just great. Like we, I'm not sure whether we just got to know loads of ours because obviously we were at university through COVID. So messaging online all the time mm-hmm. but it's so great if you have a good bond with your course mates because they're gonna be there for the whole three years yeah we without use fail. our group chat of our course like every day time. yeah like, about assignments yeah. when stuff's due yeah you have people in the group chats that are student ambassadors yeah is that what they're called yeah, student, student union yeah. and they know more information than you do sometimes that you might have missed on an email like oh, there's a pizza night tonight. Yeah. And then you can go to them if you feel like you want to and get to know your like course mates yeah. and stuff, which are really useful. Yeah, definitely. And obviously not every uni did this and not every course does this, but we went on a trip. They took us on a trip. Yeah. Which at the time a I was like, trip. why? Why? <laughs> this is going to be the worst thing ever. I was like, this is so not up my street. But when we were there, we actually, it was lovely. Yeah. They put us in random rooms, which again, sounds really scary, but it's nice. And I think you underestimate how much time and how valuable it can be to be friends with your course mates because yeah. group work. And just because being vocal have, in that group yeah. and how you feel. The reps were so good. Yeah, they're so useful. So use them to your advantage. Use the group chats and use social media to your yeah. advantage. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. Yeah. Use it to your advantage because it's so it's such a valuable thing to have when you're going to uni. Yeah. To familiarise yourself with the people, the faces, the names and just make group chats if there isn't any group chats make them yeah be the person that makes them definitely okay so do's and don'ts the do's and don'ts yeah once you've got the first introductions out of the way yeah you've hopefully made some lecture friends going forward in your first year once you've been to a few you can sort of gather like the lecturer's teaching style so yeah. some of them are really organized they put up they record all their lectures they put up all the slides all the yeah. information you know everything and then if you do some miss of them are one, like the opposite yeah so if you do miss one you know that it's very easy to catch up yeah some of them put just photos on their slides and don't record them so if you miss it 
that's you, it yeah unless you know someone that's taken notes but i do think people take quite notes quite they're quite personal yeah so it might what makes sense to them might not make sense to you so don't rely on your friends to take notes so you should really quickly learn which ones are worth going to and which ones obviously you we're not miss. encouraging you to not go no go to every single like every single 100 attendance is so important no it's really not um no it isn't and if you feel like you can't go to one because you're tired it's just not your day you know you might you might be a yeah. bit hungover from the <laughs> night before yeah and you might not you might not feel like going or you might need to be at home or there might be mm-hmm. something that you need to do it doesn't matter and i think as long as you don't have like zero percent attendance yeah you don't stress are not yourself gonna, out. they're not gonna know like like we said like lecturers literally turn up they want to teach their lecture and then they go and teach their next one they're not counting who's there who's not there like it's only really a problem if you start missing loads yeah because obviously then they sort of can flag it up i think there's like a certain number of lectures if you consistently miss them your attendance is low like 30 percent in your assignments they will flag you up and sort yeah. of call you in for a meeting and ask like why yeah but just if you miss one because you're hungover and it's like ellie said it's not your day you're having an anxious day you want to have a day in bed don't push yourself no. too much and like burn yourself out to get to the lectures because there are options if you miss them yeah but obviously you do quickly gather which ones that you can and can't really miss and yeah. go to. Yeah, definitely. So what is different, we found, from A-levels to uni, which we didn't expect, and I definitely didn't realise because I spent loads of money on files and paper and pens. Stationery. So didn't use it. Didn't use any of it. No. All I used was my iPad at the start and then yeah. my laptop. And it's quite a big adjustment because obviously you go from sick form or college where you've you know, done everything in written books and like mm-hmm. having to keep every piece of paper you've ever written and revision cards and revision yeah. things like that. And I just think when you get to university, you kind of, you don't need any of that. No. You really don't need any of that. But I think it's also important to learn how you learn yeah. best. So trial it in the first few weeks. Try some taking notes with a pen and paper. Yeah. Try some with a laptop. I think why we would recommend laptops is because the lecturers do tend to put up the slides and if they go too quickly or you miss something, you know that you've got the lecture slides in front of you so you can still read them. Whereas if you're using pen and paper and they skip slides, then you you've like you feel behind and you're yeah. constantly playing catch up. Also, just having um, a laptop and sort of having this thing called the OneDrive, which a lot of you probably have heard of, <laughs> like it could, the work on your laptop is stored in, on this OneDrive, so you can access it wherever you are. Or like, where, if you panic that you've lost anything, whatever, you can back all your yeah. work up rather yeah, than. Yeah, it's, it's all sort of protected yeah. in your yeah. laptop then, or on the OneDrive instead of paper. You could spill something, you could lose something. And also, I think just remembering when you go to your lectures that a lot of the lecturers do have the them recorded or the lecture slides up. You don't need to write down everything. No. It's such a waste of time and it's actually so much more valuable to listen. To listen. Yeah. There's absolutely no need for you to be scribbling down every no, word they're there's saying. There's some people in lectures and they're I'm watching them like they have the slides up on yeah. one side of their screen and they're typing up the slides. Yeah. Like, but you have the slides. Yeah. There's just type down information in my opinion that one you don't know and you think oh I didn't know that I need to research that. Or like more one thing the lecturer says that isn't on the slide yeah that obviously if, they want to try and see if you've picked up on yeah because then if you then maybe use that in an exam they'll like that because they know you've been there and listened yeah but also we do know that having a laptop and having access to that kind of like equipment is a luxury and not everyone has that no not everyone has that so don't forget that through your university you can apply for things like bursaries that can help you mm-hmm. um a lot of the universities 
I say a lot, every university has a library where yeah. they have like really nice computers so you can do your work on there. And like I said, like save it onto the OneDrive, then you can access it. If you have From a family wherever. computer at home or something, then you can access it when you go back there because a lot of, well, I think it's going to become the reality that universities it's don't want online. paper submissions anymore. Yeah. So if you are like, if you do struggle or you are worried starting university about lack of maybe equipment or not having a laptop and things like that, then it is we would really advise you to get in touch mm-hmm. with the university because they yeah. will help you even if they lend you a laptop because there's laptops they can loan because they were going to loan me one for my disc when I couldn't access this software. So they're so they're really chill about it. Yeah. And they, they want to help you and they understand also that like the world we live in now is moving online. And yeah, so even if you can't get a bursary or something, you can borrow a laptop from the university. Yeah, but they are quite, they are very willing and they have money set aside for things like yeah. that. Yeah. And sometimes they give people bursaries automatically. Yeah. Depending on how big your loan is. If they see that you've got the biggest loan, sometimes they automatically give you a bursary, which is nice. Yeah. And the bursary is non-repayable. It's not a loan. So you don't repay no, it back. Yeah. It's, it's free money. It's to help you. It's, they don't yeah. expect you to give it to them back. They just want to help you. So definitely get in touch with your university. Yeah. If it is something you're worried about do it sooner rather than later and then you can stop worrying about yeah. it say hello to a new era of mental health care cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100 online you'll experience the all-new cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you you'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist prescriber or both in a safe and judgment-free space Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And they will help you, so... And we do definitely think that a laptop is probably the easiest thing. And I don't know about other unis, but like Ellie said, our university didn't accept paper submissions for a lot of things. You have to submit them online. Especially since COVID. Yeah, 100%. Because we literally couldn't submit paper things in COVID. We didn't even print off our dissertations. We literally submitted them online. Yeah. But we did print off the front cover for a photo. Yeah, for a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Just exposing ourselves. But obviously, if paper works for you, if you know that typing notes on a laptop is rubbish and you hate it by all means take paper write yeah. it all down on paper but i just think back it up on a laptop it's all neat yeah. on a laptop everything's on a laptop and also yeah actually bring paper bring as much paper as you want but just don't bring the files don't bring yeah. all that stuff you don't need like anything like that what well, if you do have like files and stuff left over then that's fine but i wouldn't go out and spend loads, loads of, of money. money no so a good idea i suppose is if you do like taking stuff on paper like like taking notes on papers most people tend to have a smartphone these days with a camera yeah take photos of maybe the paper notes you've made yeah so then you have a copy that is on your phone, on somewhere online, put it on the OneDrive so that then your notes are safe. It's a much safer way of doing it because else all the hard work and all the special notes you've taken could be gone. Yeah. Also, I think something that I was not prepared for when I came to university because I just didn't think lectures were like this. Some lecturers do expect you to speak. They do expect you to involve in conversation. I think it's just good to warn you guys that you you might have to speak sometimes. And that is scary. I mean, some of them are like, don't worry if you don't want to talk. Like, I will never pick on you. But some of them are a bit like... Some of them don't come at it with that approach. But also, you are like well within your right to just say no. But I do think it's good to try and be interactive with them because it does, it helps, it does help. Yeah, and they feel comfortable enough doing that. Definitely. Also, don't be afraid to like hide your knowledge. Yeah. Like if you know it, say it. Because you'll look like people will love it and they'll also love that you've said something so that they don't have to. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Everyone's looking around the room wanting someone else to say something. So if you do know the answer when they ask questions, just say it. Yeah. And if it's wrong, no one's gonna go home after the lecture and be like, Oh my god. That person That boy, that girl I think I got got something wrong once. That got the answer wrong. Like, imagine being them. And also the lecturer just goes like, um, yeah that wasn't what i was yeah. expecting but thank you and you're like oh that was wrong but they are quite nice about it but they also seem to love a cahoot <laughs> oh, i feel like I there were so many lectures that we've been to that we've been forced to play cahoot in so quite a few lectures are quite interactive you know courses like ours i think a lot we did geography so i feel like especially with human geography a lot of the lecturers love to hear your side because it's quite like it's opinion yeah based it's in opinion some of it. based so i feel like there's no right or wrong they love to hear about it so if you do take a course that's quite like that be prepared yeah but i think you would think that like starting a module like law or yeah i'm trying to think of other examples that maybe they want to hear your opinion politics like international relations like yeah criminology subjects like that where you have to sort of give your input 
they are obviously going to ask you questions, but just don't be scared. Like no, no one, again, like what I was saying earlier, in fact, no one's going to think about it. awkward if people sit there in silence. Yeah, it's worse. It is it's so worse. much worse. It is worse. But I think that's the thing. Cause I don't think I expected lectures to be like that. I think I really thought they were very sort of just go there, listen and leave, which the majority of the time they are. Yeah, some of them do do that. But actually you find that the ones that try and make it interactive and are... Are so much better and you get better grades and they're nicer and they're you, feel nicer. you can email them another thing is that some courses let you choose your modules mm. so i think it's really important to make sure that you're choosing them wisely play to your strengths so if you see that one is a hundred percent exam and you love taking exams you're so much better at exams pick that one yeah but if there's one that is 50 percent exam 50 percent coursework which gives you more space in case you mess up on the exam choose that one but also Make sure it's a good balance between the modules that you like and make sure it's a good balance between the content and how you're being assessed. Yeah, definitely. Because you don't want to do a module that's 100% exam because you like exams, but you hate the content because you'll be so unmotivated to do it. So make Mm. sure you find the right balance between if you do get the choice of modules, but we had like quite a free reign of modules, didn't we? Yeah, all universities, when you do get the chance to choose your modules, they have so much about them. I think you should actually like click on the module name and you'll get like when it is in the year is it in the first semester or the second how are you assessed how many contact hours do you have a week just read it all thoroughly because you also don't want to pick like let's say you get the choice of four modules like you get to choose four you don't want to pick three that are in the same semester and one in the last because it's not balanced and you'll find the first semester horrible and stressful and the second one easy which people sometimes people think that's a good idea but it's just not just i would always recommend uh, even balance so like two Uh and two or four and four or anything like that because otherwise you are going to work yourself up and the majority of people have that balance so it's almost like if everyone else is sort of doing the same as you even though you're all stressed you're kind of stressed together you don't want to be that one person that's like overstressing because you chose to pick more modules than you should have done yeah so i think just read when you do get that information just read it all like thoroughly through they're so good with like providing information about it yeah definitely so we would say like definitely using a laptop is going to be more beneficial yeah and if you can't afford one and you don't have one already they are that they do have bursaries available so definitely make use of that like it's so useful so laptops choosing your modules wisely so make sure you've got the balance between the semesters and make sure you've got the balance between the content that you enjoy and yeah. how you like being examined yeah because it's so like important. it's all good that you prefer exams but what if you absolutely hate the module you've chosen and you've only yeah. picked it for exams like, that's just stupid because you do also want to learn when you're there you want to leave with a bit of knowledge yeah <laughs> exactly and the good thing about well the, an important thing about having balance as well is like as much as you are there to learn you're yeah. also there to have fun mm. and if you overload yourself in one semester you won't you're you're closing yourself off to then that more fun side so yeah. you have to just make sure and, and then, then yeah and then if you've picked if that like second semester you've got one but everyone else has four well then you're not going to be having fun because yeah. they're not going to be having fun you won't have anyone to have no. fun with no so just make sure if you do get the option to pick your modules that you're choosing them wisely and reading into them a lot yeah definitely One thing that I think I really, it like took me a while to get to grips with at the start was how lecturers mark and grade your work because it is so different from when Completely you're from school different. at A-levels, isn't it? I think you come from A-levels where, you know, if you get, 
people people are getting like 90%. It's not even marked in percent, I don't think. I think it's marked in like A, B, C, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I was GCSEs when it changed to numbers, but I think you get to university and it's graded in percent for a start. Get um, adapted to the fact that 70% becomes like the new 100. Yeah, 70% is amazing yeah it's a first it's what they call a first 70 percent or above is a first 60 percent or above is a two one 50 percent is a two two and then anything above 40 percent is a third um but it's just really weird because i think if i was at sick form when i got told i got like 70 percent i'd have been happy or like 60 percent i'd have been happy but you wouldn't have any sort of like amazing praise if you yeah. get 70 percent at university it's like you've literally got 100 yeah i mean if you get 50 percent at a levels i'm pretty sure it's like a d it's like a c yeah it's not and you would have been a bit like oh your, your like teacher would be like you know try better next time yeah. like but 50 60 percent in uni is really good works in your favor because then you don't have to get as good to get no. the good grades but also i think don't it's get, harder don't be yeah. disheartened if you get 60 50 40 yeah because 60 and 50 is amazing. Well, I got 43% in my first year exam. Yeah, so did I. I think I got like 42. Yeah, so, so you know. We were scraping a pass. But the first year is about learning. Such a learning year. Like, if a teacher tells you at school, we're going to have a quiz, but we're not going to mark it, and it's not going to count towards anything, then you think, you're not stressed about it, because you're like, oh, it doesn't really count. It's not marked towards anything. It's like formative. Yeah. So you just use it as a learn, you use it to learn from and you take the criticism, you take the feedback and then you change that for your next one. And that was what the whole of first year is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think obviously as soon as you submit assignments and the more you submitted first year, the more you'll get used to the grade boundaries and the yeah. marking and things like that. But I think it's good to like let you guys know that it is a lot different. But if you do get where you might have got 60 before, it might have made you a bit sort of disheartened. If you get 60 now, then it's literally like... It's amazing. You have done amazing. You so don't... bear that in mind when you do, like, you know, get your first result back. Also, it's your first result at university. I think you could have done it completely wrong. Completely yeah. wrong because you don't know what you're doing or they've asked you to do, like, reference or something like that and you don't even know where to begin. All you need to do from that is, okay, I didn't do very well. But then use that first year to get that feedback, read it thoroughly through and use it for the next assignment you do. It doesn't matter in first year. First year does not count for anything apart yeah. from learning, taking it all in, knowing what works, knowing what doesn't work, knowing whether paper works or your laptop. What do you prefer? Mm-hmm. It's all about figuring out for you what learning style you have, whether you like to write notes or type notes. It's just completely a year for you to figure out what's going on. And if you come to uni and you're getting first in all your assignments straight away, like, oh my God, jealous, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Didn't happen for us. But it's about learning. And if you're coming and getting first, then you don't really have much else to learn. And for a lot of people, like this is the first time you've ever wrote a proper essay, a Mm -hmm. report, like how to structure a report and referencing. Our first essay, I remember walking over to Ellie in the library and I was like, what is referencing? Yeah. What actually is it? I've never learned it. You've never used it before. You don't even know what plagiarism is, really. Mm. And you don't know how important it is to reference. Yeah. Also, I came from A-levels where I did uh, English A-levels. So I was completely used to, like, I think it was called Peel, the Peel method. So it was, like, point, evidence, explain, link back to the question. And you come to university, and I think I peeled <laughs> in one of my, <laughs> my exams or my essays, and it got, like, 50. And they wanted a whole different kind of structure. And I think... 
that that's what first year is all about it's me then thinking okay yeah I didn't do as well Mm -hmm. but I now know that the structure I was using from A levels was not what they my lecturers now want and you can change it so it's just really refreshing like don't expect to come into first year and literally smash it because also you're going out all the time you're having fun all the time you're you're prioritizing making your new friends and doing things like that but if you do get a piece of work back just look at that feedback because it was really helpful yeah it's just it's literally just about learning and if you've got a piece of work back and they've said oh you haven't one thing that they say a lot of time is critical analysis to be honest i still don't think i really understand what that is no don't get me started on a lit review yeah no (laughs) we actually won't no but it's just like Ellie said, it's just literally all about adapting and learning and learning different lecturers like different styles of things. So learning what they're looking for is important. Learning what how to write a uni essay, how to submit it, learning how the software works where you submit it, mm. learning in how learning how they mark plagiarism. Everything like that is so much more important than the actual grade you're getting. Yeah, definitely. The stuff you're learning is more uh, like prioritize the stuff you're learning over the grades you're getting in first year because no one ever looks at them again. No one ever asks. They don't go towards anything. They're literally put in a bin. Mm. Well, some t- check your course because some courses first year counts for maybe a little percent, but ours didn't. No. I don't think anyone in our universities. The majority first of count. courses yeah. didn't. Yeah, but do, do double check. But I just think prioritize you having fun making friends learning what works for you and what doesn't over your grades in first year because they're not important because i'd much rather you guys go into second year knowing how you like to work knowing how you should structure your essays knowing that you can critically analyze knowing that you've learned so much knowing how to manage your time properly yeah that's a good yeah i'd rather like i think you would rather be able to do that go into second year where the grades start to count and smash it so prioritize doing that over getting a good grade and when you do get your grade back unlike a levels 50 and 60 is amazing really good bear that in mind yeah 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 literally yeah 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 we have some quick fire some quick fire hacks tips and tricks (laughs) things which we knew Things we wish that we knew before we started uni. Okay. Well, before we started the uni work. Okay, yeah, Ellie, go. Okay, What's yours? my quick fire hack is three, two, one, my bib. Yeah. I'm not sure if any of you have heard of my bib. I'm sure some of you out there have. My bib? The best thing ever. The best. So when you get to university, you have to do this thing called referencing. So basically, if you get information boo. from online, yeah, boo. If you get information from online, from anybody else, any journal article, any website anything you have to reference that website or journal article or person basically because otherwise you get done for plagiarism and then you get like sacked from the uni um well no you don't really but you know what i mean um my bib is this website that does it all for you you all you have to do is copy and paste the link of the site and then bam it comes up with the information it comes up with the person's name the website what date you accessed it what date it was published everything so easy also different courses use different referencing styles don't ask me why yeah it doesn't make any sense you just have to go along with it though i mean if you did want to know you probably could ask but we don't have time for that so we used in geography harvard so all you have to do on my bib is where it says like referencing style or whatever just there'll be a list of them and harvard will be there you just press it and then all you've got to do copy and paste that link yeah or the name of the journal article and it does it for you does it for you in the right order alphabetical order 
everything formatted right. You can comments. then you can it then copy the in-text citation because you have to put in after you've um like in the middle of the essay after you've put the information that you've you found from somewhere else. You then have to put an in-text citation. All you have to do is copy and paste that. And then at the end of the piece of work, you have to put a reference list. All you have to do is press copy in reference list style or whatever it says. And then it copies the reference it's list for you. It is revolutionary. It makes referencing actually quite fun. My bib, if you want to sponsor the podcast. My bib, yeah. If you, My bib, we will, you are the MVP. Yeah, you are the MVP. Kez, okay. what's your quick fire hint, tip, trick, hat? Okay, whatever? if you know me, if you know me, you're going to probably tell me to shut up. But Grammarly. I'm not very good at grammar and like knowing where you're... She's from Plymouth, so they don't speak right. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> Grammarly, honestly. So I did pay for it, but you don't have to. But again, you probably could get a bursary for something like that, but... A bursary for Grammarly? Yes, you could. Absolutely not. Can you get a bursary for Grammarly? You can ask. Definitely ask. No, you can't. Anyway. They give you bursaries to think you actually need. You. This is my... Qu- Ellie, right, okay. <laughs> okay, guys. I don't also, love Grammarly no, I don't know. I do love it. I've never really used also, it. Also, I would say get one person. Like, if you live in a house of eight girls, split it because you just have to have one account. You can all live in. It is, in. what is it, £100 for the year? It's £100 for the year, but split it between all of you. Yeah. It, play, it does plagiarism checks before you put it in. So you know that you're not going to get done for plagiarism. It rewrites your sentences that aren't good. It puts in the commas and it makes everything. It takes the away same. all like. It saves words. me hours. It saves me hours. It yeah. makes sure you don't repeat things. That is, Grammarly is my one and only quick fire tip. So there you go. You're all welcome for our golden pieces of knowledge. <laughs> okay, so we're almost done. It's almost over. This episode, episode two is almost finito. Almost coming to an end. But before we go, the favourite time of the episode. It's definitely our favourite time to record. We have the most fun recording these ones. Our favourite story. We got quite a few sent in, didn't we? Yeah, it was hard to pick, actually. Mm. Well, it's just my favourite because it must have been so awkward. Yeah, is die in a whole moment. Yeah, so somebody went on a night out. As you do, it was at a Freshers event. They went on a night out in that first week. Like we told you to, so maybe it's our fault. (laughs) Yeah. They wouldn't have listened to this. Um, And they obviously met someone when they were out, got with someone, went back with somebody yeah and then guess what happened yeah what what happened next so that was a well and good you know sneaky link go home and then you listen to episode two before you get ready for your first (laughs) lecture yeah and you walk in to your first lecture and you'll get put in you're assigned to tutor groups and who are you assigned to sit next to your sneaky link (laughs) can you imagine can you imagine? bloody sneaky link. Um, I, I think I would have turned around. I'd have yeah. been like, nah. Bear in mind, Kez was my tutor partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not about us. No. It might just imagine that must have just been so awkward, especially if like, because they didn't go into detail, but especially if like, didn't they like snuck out in the morning? Oh, or yeah. like, we they, wake up, the they woke up and they had like anxiety and was like, what have I just done? Yeah, like beer goggles. And then you wake up and you have to sit with them, face them the next morning. And what if like the other one wanted to like stay for breakfast or yeah. like progress? And the other one was like, no, no, no. Like, what if what if the what if they had like a girlfriend or something like or a boyfriend? You just don't know. We need more information. We do need more info. I think if you are listening and you did send this to us, we do want more info because we just cannot comprehend it. It's just so no. awkward. It's hilarious though. So I think the one like we normally do, the one piece of advice that we would say take home from this is don't sleep with your tutor partner. Don't sleep with your tutor partner. Obviously, this person didn't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I just hope they didn't do it again. Well, do you know what? It could have blossomed. We're going to have to... Uh, they could be together. We, we just don't, don't know. know. They should have said. Oh, well, um, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Love you as with always. Us. Yep. We will see you next Sunday. Well, we won't see you. You will you hear, hear us, us next Sunday for a brand new episode. Love ya. Bye.